One, we need to know the symptoms of anxiety, or one, we need to know why anxiety happens in the first place. If we understand just that aspect of it, you'll understand it before it actually happens. So you'll get clues within your body that, oh, I'm going into, say, a panic mode. And you can do, you can circumvent that before it gets too deep. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. An estimated 275 million people worldwide, that's 4% of the global population, suffers from some kind of anxiety disorder. So if that's you, you're in the right place, because today we're going to talk about three different types of meditations that can help you. And we have space-time expert Masajati with us today on the XI podcast to dig into this. So Mas, I'd love to get your take on why we're seeing so many people suffering from some form of anxiety. Is there any kind of correlation to human consciousness or our up-leveling in consciousness? Absolutely. And again, as a space-time expert, what does that mean? You know, what, what does that have to do with anxiety or anything like that? Well, the more and more we find out about space-time and how it affects every facet of you being here, including anxiety, including your health, your wealth has to do with space and time. And as we get into more and more, say, quantum uh, neuroscience or quantum neurophysics, we start to understand that everything is a frequency. And as everything is a frequency, everything is, say, a dimension, so to speak. You're in, say, a sort of dimension or you're in time and space. It's all about how you render, how you see yourself in the reality that you are. Uh, the closest thing I can put to it is like, you know, you're looking at somebody and you can tell that they're not there. Their physical body is there, but they're not there. Like, well, where are they? Well, those two, those two say coincidences or those two renderings of you, the body is in one dimension. Your thoughts, which is much deeper than your thoughts, your presence or your higher self, or if you want to call it your spirit, I call it your timeless self, is in another reality or in another dimension of time. When those two are incongruent or not in sync, then this is where anxiety happens, okay? The second step of that anxiety is that you start to notice that, oh shit, I'm not in the same dimension, then where am I? And then you lose focus or you just don't know where the other half of you is, if that makes sense to you. And it sounds crazy, but anxiety does not come here. Anxiety comes from a very, very deeper level understanding of say what your brain actually does. So for the majority of people, or maybe all of the people that suffer from an anxiety disorder, they don't know the intricacies as you do about right. why and what's causing that. They just have a, an issue and they're trying to find a solution to resolve it. And obviously there are lots of different maybe ways and methods in which to, to help people with anxiety. We're going to specifically focus on meditation today. That is something that you know intimately, Moss, you do, met, you meditate is there a day that you don't meditate? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so I mean, you, you know it so well. And, and obviously you have programs around meditation. This can be a really absolutely. powerful way to center someone. So let's let's dive into this idea of meditation. Just let's talk about generally first why meditation is something that people with anxiety should consider building into their daily practice. So before we go into the, 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 the three types of meditations that will help you with anxiety, 
is that one, we need to know the symptoms of anxiety or one, we need to know why anxiety happens in the first place. If we understand just that aspect of it, you'll, you'll understand it uh, before it actually happens. So you'll get clues or, you know, again, or intonations within your body that, uh oh, I'm going into, say, a panic mode. And you can do, you can circumvent that before it gets too deep. Because for some individuals, when it, when it goes too deep or when it goes too far, it, you know, it takes so much more time to pull yourself back out. So that's why this, these symptoms are highly important. One, you start to lose, say, a disconnect. There's a disconnect between you and the reality. You're starting to see, say, there's a filter, or say, like you're talking two people, you're talking to somebody right across the table. Right. And you're starting to feel like you're getting pulled further and further away or they're going further and further away from you. And it's not a physical feel. It is, although physically you're in the same, say, proximity at a at a time and space level, your identity of where you think they are. Again, you're moving further away from them frequency wise or spirit wise, if you want to call that. Again, I call it your timeless safe self. You are literally pulling away from space and time. You're literally pulling away from the reality that they exist in. So that's number one. So when you start to feel like you're pulling away from people, that's number one step. The other step is that you feel like you're losing something. Okay. So if you feel like, uh oh, what am I missing? Did I forget my keys somewhere? And then you you have to you know check your purse or your wallet. Uh, is your phone there? So you start to feel like you're losing something or you're missing something, okay? So that's another key aspect of it as well. It's like you will start to lose something. The key is, is that what you're losing is that you're losing placement of yourself in the fourth dimension or in space and time, okay? Uh, the third step is that you'll start to disassociate or people will look at you and they'll sense that you're not there. You know, you're looking at grandma or grandpa, they're not there. They look at you and they'll go, are you listening to me? Are you paying attention? Uh, or they might, you know, if they're your spouse or your partner, they'll get angry at you and go, hey, why aren't you listening to me? What's going on? So those are the signs that something's happening. The other, the other two signs that I want to say is that one, you start to say hyperventilate or you start to get anxious about something, but you don't know what that something is. You just, you're starting to just pull away. It's like, gosh, something's missing. Uh, I'm late for something, but you don't know what it is. Although, and it could be not anything that you're late for, but you really are late for something. Again, you're disconnecting from time. The other aspect of it is that you're falling behind time. You think that, again, you're missing out on something. You're losing out on something. Uh, it's take this, whatever that you're doing, no matter what it is, it's taking far too long for you to get it done or accomplished. So you're either behind time or forwarding time. So Moss, if, if those are the symptoms and some of the things that people with anxiety um, mm -hmm. are experiencing in their daily lives, we know meditation can really help with this. And I'd love for you to start sharing, you know, the three different, and there, there are so many types of meditations, yeah. so many types. So we really narrowed it down for you um, in terms of what three Moss suggests that you do. Uh, what is the first type of meditation that can help with anxiety and why is it powerful? So there, there's all sorts of meditations that you talked about, but the three that, that I focus on is focused meditation. So focused meditation is just simply a meditation that you focus, say, on a candle or you focus on a mantra or you focus 
on say something specific, whatever it is, you, you focus on say that one aspect of it. That one aspect should be whatever that you're focusing in on should be a physical object here in this reality. So that means that, uh, again, if you focus on your breath, it's okay, your body's in here, but I would, I would suggest focusing in on say a physical object in front of you. That object does not move in space and time, although you do. So it starts to say anchor you. It starts to, to pull you into the reality that your body exists in, although your say presence does not. So it'll start to acknowledge or you'll start to acknowledge that you're coming into the same reality as your body is. So Moss, okay? what are some examples of objects? I'm thinking you mentioned candle, but could it be a crystal? It doesn't matter what type of object. Does it have to be a spiritual object or can it be no. any object? No. And that's a really good question. The far, the further away it is from a spiritual object, the better for you. Okay. And the reason why is because if it is a spiritual object, you've already put a lot of, say, intention in on that object. You've already put your meanings on that. You've already put your presence on that. And that, again, takes you away to a different space in time. You want to pick something simple. And every time you meditate, you want to pick something new, right? Say, uh, just like a rock. It could be a crystal, sure. But is that crystal something important for you? Have you had that for, you know, like, you know, two decades of your life and it's something meaningful for you? Again, it goes with you in space and time. So you don't want anything. You want something like say, oh, I'm going to just meditate on this, you know, on this, on the, on this glass right here. The glass doesn't mean anything to me, really. It's just a glass that holds my water and that's it. Okay. Uh, you want to you med meditate on a pen. Something simple, simple, very simple. And you want to switch your objects that you focus in on. Because over time, if you start to notice that, you know, you can put meanings, you can put, you can even add a personality. For example, people put a personality onto their pen. And then it becomes, what is it? It becomes their safety blanket, you know, their security blanket. And they take their, the pen, their security blanket, along with them into, again, some outer world right? You don't want to do that. So you want to pick an, a fresh object, something that's meaningless, but something that's intriguing to you, something that is inanimate. So you don't want to pick, say, your baby, okay? That's a different type of meditation. You don't want to pick your pet or, you know, your person uh, or anything like that, because again, they have issues or if they have issues moving in space and time. You want to pick something inanimate. Inanimate objects, no matter what dimension that you render or you see yourself through, those inanimate objects are always in one dimension, this one reality that your physical body exists in. So that's highly, highly important. Really great question, by the way. So I love that. And I mean, I have so many different inanimate objects that are just kind of generic things, right? Like so the mug, the cup, the, you know, whatever Absolutely. it may be. Um, yes. But I love that, that you're really specifying the type of object that it is and that it would be meaningless, which is frankly the opposite of what I would have expected you to say. So yes. that's very interesting. Um, and so focus meditation is then you're focusing on that object. Are you, are you, do you have your eyes open? Are you looking at that object while you're meditating? Are you in, in proximity to it? Are you holding it? Mm -hmm. What kind of specifics around that? I've created a whole science 
uh, around this. It's called spatial referencing. For those who are really seriously, you know, anxious or really highly depressive, you know, we do that on the 18-day hyper meditations that we do and so on. But what you want to do is that you want to keep your eyes open because, again, it'll anchor you into time. Uh, you can close them for a bit, but always keep them open to reference yourself. Oh, yes, I'm here. Oh, yes, I'm this far away from the object. That makes sense. Always reference. It's like, um, the, uh, um, and I'll give you, I'll give you uh, deeper, deeper examples as well for you for focus meditation. Then you want to get into the details of the object. Like this glass has, you know, really intricate lines cut into it. So at first you want to acknowledge the bigger piece, the whole. You want to acknowledge, say, the surface that, say, it, for in this case, the example, the, you know, the, the table that the glass rests on. You want to know your environment. Does that make sense? You want to know your environment, the glass, and then always you. So when you're focusing on a meditation, and this is the number one thing that most people do wrong in meditations. They project themselves into objects, into problems, into situations, right? In this scenario, to be to make it successful for you is you want to focus in on the object, the environment of the object, the object, and then that object to you. So you focus in on the object and then yourself, not the other way around. You don't want to focus, go, oh, I'm focusing, I'm focusing in on the object. So you're projecting yourself into the object because then you lose yourself in space and time again. What I'm saying is, again, you focus in on the environment. Okay, the environment is around the glass in this example. The glass is right on the table and the glass is about, say, uh, it's only a foot away, but for example, if I'm you know further away, the glass is like three feet away from me. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. always the object and then you. And then as you get deeper into, again, advanced forms of focused meditation, you want to say, pick a specific body part. So if you're having real severe issues focusing, okay, focus on the bigger object, the bigger part of say, focus in on the bigger aspects of this glass, and then focus in on a specific body part, you know, like your collarbone or the tip of your nose or something that, you know, not, you normally don't pay attention to. So Moss, I know that you did a two-part video series on spatial referencing and I'll link to it around this video because I think yes. people want to go in depth on spatial referencing. And I love that you're bringing that into how that can relate to, to meditation. That's fantastic. Well, that's what meditation is really about, spatial referencing. It's more of a scientific term, but any type of meditation, if you want to self-actualize, if you want to get to a Buddha level, you'd have to spatial reference because it's not psychological. It literally is how and where you render yourself in the dimensions of space and time. So let's move into the second form of meditation. And um, I have it on my list. I know what it is. So you're going to share it with us. And why is it so powerful for people with anxiety specifically? Well, this is movement meditation. Okay. Uh, movement meditation allows you or helps you follow your movement in the environment that you're in. So when you're doing movement meditation, whether it's dance, whether it's walking, whether it's a hobby, whatever it is that you're doing as a movement meditation, don't worry about uh, you know, the objects around you. What you wanna do in a movement meditation, which is different than uh, the focus meditation that I just talked about, is that you focus in on your body 
moving in and around the objects. So for example, if you're walking, you would focus in on your gait, on how you walk, how you put your you know, left foot in front of the right, and how your knees move, and how your feet impact the ground. That makes sense to you. Again, so in, in focused meditation, you're always aware of how your body interacts. Okay. Now, if you're walking, for example, right, you might forget, most people do, might forget about the rest, the, the rest of their body. So focus in on, say, what your arms are doing. You'll notice that your arms would be moving back and forth. You notice what your fingers are doing while you're walking through. Okay? And then from time to time, you want to focus in on your environment again. And then, re again, you want to focus in on your environment and then focus back in on where you are in reference to your environment. Moss, is yoga a form of movement meditation or is yoga a separate thing? Yo yoga would be a great form of meditation. I used to do uh, power yoga where, you know, you do the, you know, the upward dog, downward dog and all that stuff. But most when most people are doing that, um, you know, one thing, too, is they're listening to their headsets. They're listening to the music. They're listening to whatever. You don't want to do that, guys, especially if you're anxious, because, again, that makes you escape where you want to be. OK, that was um, going to be my next question, because really the difference between a movement meditation and just going for a walk with your headsets or your, you know, your earbuds, this right. is a specific thing that you're doing where you're really, you know, really uh, focused on the movement. And like you said, the gait, how you're walking, right. how your joints are interacting with, you know, making, you know, allowing you to have that, that movement or how your foot's hitting the ground. So you're right. really, kind of integrating a little bit of the focus side of what we talked about in the first type of meditation along yes. with movement. Yes, absolutely. So Moss, the difference then between going for a walk with your earbuds in and <laughs> movement meditation, they're very different things. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, if you can do the movement meditation, but it's a very different purpose. If you've got your earbuds on and you're focusing in on the music and then you you are, you know, uh, you're trying to say stay, uh, stay calm. Right? It, it's better for you if you stay in the present moment. Now there are moments or meditations that I recommend that you do play earbuds, but those are more for say creation meditation. Those are more for uh, manifestation meditations and so on like that, where it allows you, to, in, if you do it right, the way we do it in XI, where it allows you that music allows you to expand where you are. You're anchored, but you expand where you are. But even that type of meditation where people, you know, put on say headset and then they go work out, they lose their track of their body. They can go through a workout and they lose track of what they did because they're they're so focused in on whatever they're listening to that their body just goes through the movement. Guys, your, your body was designed for a specific purpose and it's amazing what it can do. There's a lot of technological advances in your body. So pay attention to it. Okay? <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's, it's way beyond anything we could fathom. But the key is that that miracle that created your body, once you're connected to it, I call it your natural intelligence. Once you start connecting to it, the miracle that runs your body so perfectly, especially if you're in good health, that miracle starts to show up in your life because you're using that same, again, access or knowledge 
that creates the miracle that you are into your life. So you are that middle person. You stop it. that miracle when you, when you go, I'm going to escape my body. The problem with most meditations, unfortunately, is that you escape your body. Most people, transcendental meditation, mindfulness, you know, all these things, uh, again, progressive relaxation. And uh, there's thousands of different types of meditations. Prayer, you know, in the Muslim culture, or going to Sunday church, that could be a perfect meditation. Uh, or they do custom, right? That could be a meditation for you. Uh, but most people, they just go through the custom or the tradition. Uh, but if you were mindful or if you if you paid really attention to what you were doing, if you were doing, say, that tradition, uh, that would be turned out, to, that would turn out to be a fantastic, say, meditation that would calm your anxiety. Uh, another meditation that nobody really thinks about is like in the morning when you wake up, guys, take the time to, you know, while you're cleaning your stuff up and, you know, brushing your teeth, doing all that stuff. Don't don't listen to the music. Don't listen to what the newscaster is saying. Don't listen to a podcast or anything. Make that uh, a time for yourself. Make it a morning ritual for yourself. You know, if you're a woman, put on putting it on that makeup. It's an honor. It's like you know, you're dressing up this goddess for you. If you're a guy, you know, it's an honor. You're cleaning up this god that you are. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yeah. Turn it into that ritual for yourself. You know, you are taking care of somebody very, very special. And when you start paying attention to it, at first you might pay attention. It's like, oh God, you know, I've got to take care of this and this and this. Don't worry about that stuff. Again, just just honor yourself, okay? Uh, uh, take care of yourself. Make it that morning ritual is rather than a morning routine for yourself and pay attention to yourself. Notice how you put your makeup onto your face. And then again, instead of trying to forget who you are, most people don't look at themselves in the mirror mm. in the morning. Look at yourself, right? You know, eye to eye in the mirror. That in itself will scare the, uh, what do they say? The heebie-jeebies out of you at first. Because, again, when you're seeing that, right, most people are very uncomfortable looking at themselves in the eyes in the mirror. Give it mm -hmm. a try. The thing is, is that when other people are looking at you, that's what they're seeing, that what you're scared of is what you're sending out to the world. So over a short period of time, if you make this just a practice every day, just take, uh, you know, another second, 10 seconds longer, whatever it is. For you to stare at yourself in the mirror, you'll start to see the beauty come through and you literally physically will physically change to be a more attractive individual and you'll stay congruent in space and time, by the way. That's a lot. That's awesome. I love that. Take yeah. the time to admire yourself. Absolutely. So Moss, I would like to move into the third type of meditation. This is one mm -hmm. that is near and dear to the XI community. So yes. tell us about the third one and why it, and how it can be so powerful for people who are suffering from anxiety disorders. Well, they're called hyper meditations. And, you know, we've got, there's, there's different types. There's 18 day hyper meditations. There's hyper meditations where, you know, we get into, we get into a group state and we work on say a specific item. Uh, like, for example, the frequency spa, where we work specifically on, you know, making you look younger inside and out, you know. Um, 
So uh, there's the 18 day hyper meditations where we say transform your life in the 18 days. So the difference is again, between this meditation that I've, you know, that, that I've developed after my second near death uh, and most meditations is that most meditations, again, they allow you to escape your body. Right? Most meditations, they literally do. They escape your body. You expand into something else. You connect to a higher version of yourself, your spirit, your spirit guides, whatever it might be. I don't know what, uh, what else is out there, you know, uh, uh, a euphoric er you know, uh, area out there, uh, universe out there. But then when you come back in, you're the same old person. That's the problem. What, what the hyper meditations do, exponential intelligence, uh, allows you or 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 allows you to understand it's like, wait, I'm here, I'm physically here in space and time, okay? There's a certain point, there's a certain coordinate that your body is created in. Like if you took out Google Maps and you looked at where you are, there's a dot that points to exactly where you are. Most people don't know where their dot is created, although they think I'm right here, right? They think they're here, but again, their consciousness or their presence might be somewhere else. So what happens is, or their higher self or their spirit thinks that they're somewhere else, right? It's not the, it's not the same reality that they live in because most people want to escape the reality that they live in. That's the problem. What XI meditations, hyper meditations do is it allows you your, your spirit, if, you wanna, if you're a spiritual or a religious person or your timeless self, if you're more science or atheist type, uh, it allows your whichever one you want to call it, it allows your timeless self to go, oh, I'm rendering myself in this point in time. And it invites your spirit or your timeless self in and around your body. So, and this is where that connection comes in. And this is where that safety and security that everybody is searching for through success, through a love affair or, or a love connection or, you know, security, you know, with having money in the bank or whatever, you'll never find that security or safety or anything like that. What you're really searching for is that connection between, again, your higher self or your timeless self or your limitless self and your physical body here. You want that deeper connection. That's the I am state, by the way. The I am state is what Buddha talks about. This is what Jesus talks about, what you know, uh, Muhammad talks about. This is how you get into that I am state. You don't escape your physical body. Your physical body has to stay here, guys. It can't go anywhere, right? You invite your spirit here into the physical form. So instead of being out there and enjoying it and not and, and waiting for death basically to have to happen, right? To, for you to enjoy it, because that's how most religions teach you. XI allows you to bring your spirit here physically, and then you start to see this plane in a heavenly, say, perspective or from heavenly eyes. And it's a really beautiful state. But when you start coming into yourself in a physical form like that, your spirit comes into your physical form. One, it cleans you up from anxiety because you know where you are. No matter where you are in the world, you know that you're solid. You know that you're confident. If you've ever met people that they might not be in the perfect space but their confidence within themselves, that's, that's where that confidence comes in because their higher self has their back. And that's what the 18-day hypermeditations do. And it does that through spatial referencing. And then, you know, as you get into deeper, advanced spatial referencing, advanced spatial goal setting, 
Uh, you know, if you're the CEOs or the one percenters, uh, advanced spatial goal setting is, is, is one of those ways that you find more about yourself without losing yourself uh, towards success. And we'll link to that video as well, because that's mm-hmm. something that you have talked extensively about. And I love that you were able to really mine down the three types of meditations. And there are so many out there, but um, that are specifically going to help people with anxiety. And the common denominator that I have seen in this conversation is that it's not about disconnecting yourself and being outwardly. It's more about being present and that right. spatial referencing part of the equation comes into play with these three specific types of, of, of meditation. It's being yes. present and really grounding yourself mm-hmm. um, in your physical body. And I, and I love that, that you were able to, to help. And there's so many people who more and more people suffering from anxiety disorders who need this type of help. So well, Moss, thank you so much for this. This has been great. And I, I will also encourage people to visit your website to find out more about the next 18 day hyper meditation program, which they can join. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, to follow the XI podcast with Moss Sajadi, make sure you follow and leave a rating or review because of course, we'd love to be able to share this message out with more and more people. Moss, thank you so much for jumping on today. I love this. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.